This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And the comments were so bad. I I was literally, like, every time I refreshed my inbox, I kept getting new comments. And it kept bullying me. And there was, like, some times where someone told me to, like, hang myself and stuff like that. Like, Hi, y'all. Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. My name is Justine, and I have my friend Violet on the podcast here today. So um, I do like to bring people from different backgrounds. So she is from Las Vegas on the West Coast, and she's so bubbly, which is awesome, which matches my energy. (laughs) Yes, I love Justine. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Mentally a Badass. (laughs) So excited to be here today. You're so cute. I love it. (laughs) So today's topic we're gonna actually talk about um basically confidence and being free from not caring about what people think um so her and I we had a conversation on the side um talking about how we both um have overcome that and so we do want to chat about that because her and I have both you know noticed that a lot of people like our friends or just people um that are around us that are still that are currently going through that challenge which is completely okay so um we're just going to talk about our own personal experience and how we overcame that um so violet let's start with you (laughs) okay let's just dive right in so i could say that since my freshman year of high school I've experienced, you know, I've gone through anxiety, depression, I've been diagnosed multiple times. Um, With anxiety, it's obviously being like 14 years old and just experiencing it, I wasn't too sure of what it was and how it plays such a huge part and all these other things come along with it. Everybody's experience is different. But I've experienced the confidence aspect, like, Being young and in high school, everybody cared about what everybody thought, like everybody had to have the nicest clothes or the coolest shoes or the coolest backpack, which is just like so much and overwhelming for me. So I always wanted to meet the standards of everybody else. And I cared so much of what people thought about me. I cared about my appearance. I thought, okay, I have to wake up, do my makeup every day for school, do my hair every day for school. I have to wear the same type of clothes that everybody else wore. And that was just so draining knowing that like every day I was waking up doing this, not for myself, but for other people, just for what they thought. And then probably about two years into high school, when I was in my junior year, I went through a lot of like family problems and family trauma, which just caused a whole lot of depression. Within that time, I stopped caring what other people thought and more so started caring about what I thought of myself. So I stopped wearing makeup to school. I stopped getting dressed for school. And I would just show up in like slides and some sweats and my hair tied up. And I just remember being like at like at that time, even though I was depressed and going through all these things, that part of not caring what people thought 
lifted such a huge weight off of my shoulders knowing I don't have to worry what others think and all that really matters is what you think of yourself and how you view yourself. So that was a good like turning point right there. Yeah, no, definitely. And my, I actually have a question. In high school, were you considered like a popular person or someone who was like an outsider? Like, I'm very curious, like who, like who basically like you, who you were in high school? That's a good question. I think I was very well known. I don't think I was considered popular because I did come from a different school and a whole different side of town. And then I moved to a new school where all this began. And it was like, I went from going from like a poor ghetto school to this rich Mormon school. And so I was definitely the outcast because everyone was like, oh, the new girl, she's way different than that. So I was well known. But since I wasn't involved, like I didn't go to parties or I wasn't going to the football games. I wasn't popular. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering on that. And I can relate to that. I've been to... I moved to schools multiple times. Um, it was mostly in like my grade school era. So mm-hmm. I moved schools in second grade because my sister, she graduated from, um, she went to high school. So my sister, that's not my sister, my mom didn't, cause didn't want to drive like to that certain school. I went to Catholic school my whole life and oh, I used wow. to go to school that was like 20, 30 minutes. Well, which is really 20, 30 minutes. My mom took doesn't take highway so it was really mm-hmm. 60 minutes <laughs> that I had to get <laughs> to school like almost every morning so now since only one kid had to go to that school she's like I don't want to be doing this anymore so she transferred me to a different school that was closer um which was actually a school that I got really bullied in um mm-hmm. where people were like you know call me ugly weird annoying whatever that was like the school that like traumatized me pretty much um yeah. and then then I so I had to transfer school so I transferred out of that school because of the bullying because no one was doing anything about it and I was just I I think I was hitting fifth grade and it's just like I couldn't deal with the bullying constantly yeah. so my mom switched me to a, another school that actually is closer um but I think the school that I went to, I only went to because um, my mom's good friends, kids went there. So that's why the only reason I went to that particular school. So I think when I transferred to another school, I knew this girl from like, I think softball or something like that. So right. that's when I went to that school. And then honestly, from all that trauma I dealt with, I when I was in that school, I cared so much about what people thought about me. I actually, I swear, I think I developed a little PTSD. I remember. And you know, when you remember things clearly, that's when you know it really like affected you, affected you was that I was in the gym, like during gym class or whatever. I don't even know. And then I was still the new kid. I was fairly new. And I saw like a group of kids just chit chatting. Right. And I just assumed it was about me. Assumed. Right. And I will Mm -hmm. never forget that day where I literally would feel anxiety, like just my body would get anxious because I would just fear. I was fearing that it was going to happen again. The people are going to start talking about me. And then it's like, I have to move schools again. And it was just literally like something that kids shouldn't have to go, go through. It's like, we're there to go to school and to learn, but like to be able to focus. Exactly. And it's like waking up and going to a school when you're just constantly being mistreated. It's like, it's horrible. And I think that's, a lot of it has to do with like my depression, anxiety today. And I actually am very happy that I healed from it because I was also caring so much about what people thought about me in high school. 
Well, to a certain extent, like I was still getting bullied in high school, but I wasn't really getting bullied face to face. This is when like social media started becoming more of a Mm -hmm. thing. And so people would bully me on this website called Formspring. I don't know if you ever heard of it. No, I haven't. Uh, yeah, actually, I forgot you're you're kind of a, a younger than me, so I think we're more <laughs> <laughs> we are actually different generations. Well, kind of, I guess we're technically kind of different generations. Oh, so yeah. yeah, when it comes to social media, we are. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, when I was in high school, there was this thing called Formspring dot me. It's what the website was, and whoever made it like wasn't thinking straight, and I think they got sued or whatever because <laughs> the website was set up as to like asking anonymous questions, like a Q and A kind of thing. Right. So, of course, this is anonymous. This gives an opportunity for people to bully because they can say what they want and the person can't know who it is. Mm-hmm. So I got a lot, a lot of hate from that. And actually, it was like really disgusting how I kept going back to it. It was kind of like I was right. care. I was caring so much. I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, man, I really cared so much. I kept going back. And the yeah. comments were so bad. I, I was literally like every time I refreshed my inbox, I kept getting new comments. And oh it kept gosh. bullying me. And there was, like, some times where someone told me to, like, hang myself and stuff like that. Like, it was a lot. Yeah, that is a lot. And a lot of times, like, younger people, even though the generations are different, and that bullying is still around today. And it has transitioned more to, like, social media bullying. So people can just hide and they're cowards themselves. Exactly. It happens a lot on TikTok. Oh, I'm sure. People just, like... They can judge anything, but really all that people are judging is something they dislike in themselves. Yeah. And they're just bored. <laughs> That's it. New way. <laughs> and then it's like people bully because when people bully, they're not like doing like they're clearly not fine. Like mm-hmm. no happy, content person is going to bully. Like people, it's like basically someone who bullies, like you already know right there that they're having issues in their life. And it's just, like, when people are sad, they want to make other people sad. And that's when it creates a domino effect, which is, like, so bad that it has to be broken. And it's just, like, negative to negative. It's, like, we need more people who are positive in that way and don't, like, literally try to, like, look down on others to put people down. Right. Misery loves company. Exactly. Exactly. And so I really think that it's great that we're, like, kind of going deep, like, the stem of it of why – we care. Actually, I don't. You actually don't think you. You did tell me how you felt like you have to have the nicest clothes and this and that and this. Right. But like, why do you think that you have that you that you wanted that? If you don't mind me asking. Oh no, not at all. I think that because I had came from such a different environment, and then going to this new school with all these wealthy people. Well, their families were wealthy, so going to this different school and coming from a different background. I just felt I had to please and I felt I had to fit in. Oh. And that's such a bad thing. It's just like you should never have to have that feeling of you have to fit in to be likable or anything like that. So I think that's where I was at in the beginning of I just wanted to be liked by these new people. I just wanted to fit in. Actually, I completely get that. It's, it's a lot where human – like basically pe- like being accepted – everybody in this world wants to be accepted and it's just a human nature thing and honestly the sad thing about like you know like living in your hometown whatever is that there's only so many people in your hometown and a lot of people may have the same different mindset so if someone is 
usually the outsider is someone who has like a certain different personality and different traits that aren't fitting into their environment. So they get bullied for that. And I honestly think like that's a lot what happened with me is that I'm a very bubbly person. Either people love me or they hate me. There's like no in between. Like that's just how I, like that's just my personality. And so it's my, I'm not going to act like I'm someone I'm not. And so I feel like when people also call me annoying and weird and stuff, like I felt like I had to change myself because I like, wow, I'm annoying. I, I really am trying my best to not be like that or whatever. Um, right. So, but people think I'm annoying because I'm bubbly and I do talk a lot, but that's also just because when the ADHD, ADHD kicks in, yeah. um, that's just how I am. And I have a lot of anxiety, but I honestly, since I moved to Florida, I actually moved here because I did a Disney college program. And that's where I found exciting. Yeah. So I met me. That was my first time really being putting myself in a setting where everybody is diverse. Like there's people from different states, people from different countries that does this program. So it made me leaving my hometown for a program really opened my eyes. It truly opened my eyes. And like, I know a lot of people in my hometown, my family didn't really understand why I left. Like when I went to the program, I wasn't really planning on staying here permanently. I was, well, first I did the program when I was a senior in college and I had, I went back home because I had to finish school. I had like one more semester. I didn't want to like drop out. So I had one mm-hmm. more semester and then I came back. So I just had to wait a little bit, but when I went there, I felt so accepted by the people there. And that's what yes. I love about working for Disney is just that everybody there like is pretty accepting. Like, I mean, of course there's going to be, there's drama like here and there, cause it's, you know, it's just human nature. It's, exactly. <laughs> but overall, like I don't really have problems with people or anything like that. There's not really like drama or anything because everyone's so accepting and care about each other and that's just a part of the culture of the company and I just love it and I just love how what the way Disney recruits is that they, of course there's um, Florida natives that work for the company but if you have you ever been to Disney World by any chance I haven't <laughs> Disneyland no okay so how no- sad <laughs> um well, you definitely should come to Disney World sometime. Just saying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know when the when the world's um, is kind of back on its safer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it now, obviously. But um, but yeah, no. If you were to go there, you would see on people's name tags that it shows, like, of course, their name, and underneath it, it would show where they're from. Oh, so, that's awesome. Which is awesome. So if you were to go to Disney, you would look at people's name tags and you will see people all di- all different places. It's really cool. And a big one big reason why Disney has that on their name on the name tag is because it's a conversation starter. Right. Because, exactly. Because if people see, oh, you're from here and they just talk about this or if they're curious, like, oh, you're from this country and it's just a great conversation starter. And yeah. also it's just really smart to for a company to recruit people from different backgrounds because that's what makes them really good companies that you're getting different ideas from everybody from right, a different, different point of view cultures exactly so that's why they have the international program i actually was in a like in the college program you can take classes and it's like facilitated by like disney cast member which is actually really cool that is and cool. the actual classes the classes literally have a little disney magic in it so it wasn't really boring this the classes <laughs> um so i had one class it was i believe organizational leadership 
And I, well, we're in groups and we had to work on like this long paper that was like 10 pages or whatever about, I forgot what it was about, but, um, we had, there's like five people in each group and I had, I was the only American in that group. So when, when wow. we all were figuring out who was going to do which job in the paper, they all look at me and they're like, okay, so Justine's going to be the editor. And I'm like, why am I being, <laughs> I was like, why am I being volunteer the editor? And they're like, because you're the only person here with first language is English. And I was oh like, my goodness. oh my gosh, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy because with my mindset, if I was in a typical college room or whatever, just in class, I would be like, why is, why am I being volunteer? Like, that's kind of rude. You know what I mean? Like yes. volunteering me as tribute. So mm-hmm. but, but when they volunteered me, I was like, okay, well that makes sense. I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel like it was rude or anything. Like it made some actual logical sense. Almost um, a proud moment too. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it just felt really it was like kind of like, it was like, oh, wow, you're so bright. I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool. So it was just amazing. Like just meeting from all over the place. Yes. And have you ever been to California? I have. I went twice. I went for um, VidCon um, in oh, Anaheim. Exciting. And I also went to Disneyland while I was there because I mean, like, <laughs> get in for free. So why not? Right. Of course. I, and then I went to San Francisco for a trip. So that was a lot of fun. I really like California and I would love to like live there, like just to have that experience. But it's just so expensive. And right. It's, it's not- definitely overpriced. I just enjoy the diversity that's there. Um, like you're saying with all the different backgrounds within your Disney community, like that's how I'm sure you witnessed California being because there's just everybody, all different types of characters, different cultures, different backgrounds, just different personalities. And it's so accepted there. Exactly. There's hardly any judgment except for the typical, you know, in LA and Hollywood. That. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but I did want to just uh, throw that in there. Like, it's amazing mm-hmm. to have that part of, like, you know, the West Coast. I've never been on the East Coast, but the West Coast is very diverse and mostly accepting. Yeah, I've been noticing, like, the West, West Coast people are so different, like, when I talk to them. Like, I see a, a definitely <laughs> a huge difference in, difference in character, like, versus West Coast and East Coast. And then I was in the West Coast um, in October. I was in Arizona for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that was, that was fun. Like just meeting people there. And I just feel like it's, it's also just a different environment too. Like over there, um, the mountains and all of that was yes. like, you can literally see mountains from just like on your highway. Like I thought that was really cool. And I don't really <laughs> see, I mean, right now Florida is pretty much flat. So I don't really, I don't see mountains around here. Um, but in like New York area like the New York state area there's like you know there's oh, mountains yes. and stuff like that but it's not like something where I'm just I didn't go I didn't live in an area where I can just drive on like a road and see a mountain um but I did live in an area growing up where I can drive on the highway and see New York City skyline like that was pretty cool that's awesome yeah yeah and I you know I didn't really know how lucky I was because honestly like me living by New York was just like whatever to me because it was something that I was used to and then now I'm in now I'm in Orlando and I live right by you know Disney World and now it's just like whatever to me too (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm sure and it's like me in Las Vegas with the Las Vegas strip like that's such an attraction for tourists and then here I am see it every day (laughs) yeah no definitely and like I said my friend one of my really good friends she just moved to Vegas and I know I'm going to take a trip there you know when everything you know calms down and stuff like that 
Um, right. but, uh, that's like one of my next trip that's on my list that we oh, travel. I can't wait to meet you in person. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely know down the road we'll be meeting each other because um yeah, so I already have plans. It's just, you know, COVID is obviously stopping us. So yes. um it's COVID just needs to stop. Especially since you told me like you are in the high risk. I definitely would not want to meet you right now. <laughs> oh yeah. I Thank would you never, so much. <laughs> yeah, I would never do anything to risk that obviously um so yeah we'll, we'll wait until you know the world kind of gets back on its feet um yes but i mean at least it is definitely looking up at least we have like the vaccine um exactly so at least we have um, even here i don't know about miami i'll ask you after but here in las vegas uh, specifically in like our county our recovery rate from COVID cases has now gone up to 93 percent mm-hmm. um which is great because in the beginning even all the way up until like November, we were sitting down in like the 60% recovery rate. So that's brightening to know that <laughs> it's getting better. Yeah, no, definitely. And, I'm, and I've been seeing like, I have an app where I can see like the cases live and all of that. Well, not really live. I mean, the refresher mm-hmm. refreshes like every couple of hours. Um, yeah. And I've been noticing that as of right now, the cases have been going down, but then again, like, you know, it's always up and down. And I do know that it's mostly up when there's like holiday stuff or, or things where it's going to attract a lot of people. So um, I'm kind of hoping that, and I've been noticing less deaths, which is good because, you know, vaccines, yeah. I'm sure that's, I mean, that's really what the vaccine's for is to prevent deaths. It's not going to prevent the virus. Um, of just the severity of the actual virus itself because honestly COVID's probably never going to go away like the actual virus like it's going I mean I'm not gonna say never say you know never say never but right it's just it's something we're learning to deal with just as exactly, much as the, just flu. Like the flu exactly just like the flu mm-hmm. and other diseases that we have in this book like there's thousands of these d- diseases out there so <laughs> it's just kind of something where we know it's just it's gonna be there and it's not going to go extinct anytime soon because there's like so many people in this world. It's pretty much almost, almost nearly impossible for it to go zero. You know what I mean? Especially with all the new strains coming out, like yeah. from it mutating. That's crazy. Exactly. So I think really just the focus is just people to get the vaccine. So we don't, or not people, we don't go extinct <laughs> pretty right. much. Um, I'm so glad it's getting better because even with like mental health you know oh yeah for me staying home it can get so depressing it's like every day is a repetitive day because you just get up and you can't go live your average life Mm -hmm. luckily I am able to cope with it and keep myself occupied but there's so many people out there who just they were so used to like we discussed earlier living that like nine to five life and going to work going home cooking and repeating the same cycle the next day yeah it's truly horrible I hate it and I mean then again some people like you know like like the routines I mean routine is is good to a certain extent because when you have Mm -hmm. routine you have less anxiety because you know what's gonna like okay my day is gonna play out like this but also just like literally always always like eventually you're gonna get tired of the routine and yeah so that's a big thing and have you ever, like, did you watch Spongebob growing up? Yes, of course. <laughs> like, you know, Squidward, we just all feel Squidward now. Yes, we do. Oh, my gosh. And do you remember that one scene? Oh, my goodness. It was when, like, this 
this one character it would show a scene where the person would get up with the, the alarm would ring they'll go to work oh, and they're yeah. like their cubicle there'll be traffic and then go into their and they're like and then the the wife be like honey ready for bed and the light would go off and it'll just be all over again oh i know so do you, repetitive and do you remember that scene <laughs> at all i do remember that scene <laughs> everyone's all frumpy <laughs> oh my god and that's like it's just a lot of it's so ce- that's celebrated but it's kind of like, oh, I got a nine to five. I've made it. Like, that's like people's mindset yeah. right now. But I do feel like people, it is changing. Is that people now, since social media is such an amazing tool, is that they're trying to get out of Absolutely. there and their own boss. And, like, you know, that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> Same here. So, We're I mean, doing that's, it. <laughs> that's how we met is us being, like, you know, collaborating together as, like, small businesses and, um, being... so exciting that was a fun event we did yeah I'm really happy that we did that I really hope yeah I do know we I'm gonna do it again with um with Pia and so I'm really excited for that it was a lot Same. of fun it was also like a good networking opportunity right it was we met each other here we are now we're like good friends now we're <laughs> podcasting together yeah and then I also collaborating with Brittany on something else that I'm not gonna announce yet so exciting yeah so it's just been really fun like I think it's just because we're all like-minded people in the group so we just all yeah. were on like you know the same level and we all had like the same mission type of goals and, yeah we had the same goal and that's like a big thing is that I really do am trying my best to surround myself people surround myself with people who are doing that because you're more likely to hit those goals if you are friends with people who are doing the same thing yeah and it's just it's kind of hard to be around people who don't have that vision and saying that there's right it's so it's like honestly in my soul it's kind of like hard but you know I'm not I'm the kind of person where I'll be friends with anybody as long as they're nice to me like I'm not picky when it comes to friends that's just kind of how I am because I just feel I mean, obviously if someone's mean to me like you know screw them but I was always brought up yeah. that like as long as someone's nice to me like there's no I mean obviously if there's someone who's not on my same level I'm just not gonna like go out and be like, let's hang out let's do this let's do that like I'm just not going to be like you can't be my friend do you know what I mean oh yeah of course yeah. I am very open with like no matter who you are or what you do as long as you respect me, I can respect you, and we can be friends. But I'm also very, like, closed off in a, a friendship aspect of, like, I have a lot of acquaintances, but not many friends. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of acquaintances, too, actually. Ever since I've been, like, doing, like, the podcast and the One Hope stuff, I've it really put me out of my comfort zone with, like, talking to people. And I, I – see, the thing is with me, I don't really have a problem, like, if I'm already talking to people, I can I can talk, 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 talk. Like, you can clearly tell that for me. Like, I can keep going and we'll be talking forever. But when right. it comes to me, like, making taking the step by, like, messaging somebody or going to somebody and saying, hey, or whatever, like, that's where my anxiety kicks in. But with with me doing all what I'm doing, I need to talk to people, you know? Like, right. I can't. Like, if I don't talk to people, I'm not going to get anywhere. Like, even if I'm exactly <laughs> if I'm just in my room doing YouTube videos, like, I know I'm not talking to people when I'm filming or editing and stuff. But, like, if people are engaging with my content, I have to talk to people. Mm-hmm. In order for me to build a community, I have to talk to people. <laughs> yeah, I do experience a lot of anxiety in that aspect, too. Like, even with you, uh, prior to us just getting on the Zoom call, like, I'm the type of person who I will overthink everything and 
overthinking just is anxiety of like, oh my gosh, like I'm nervous. I'm a little shy. Am I not going to say the right things? You know? Really? But I didn't think that of you at all. You seemed very like, (laughs) you didn't seem shy at all. You're like, hey. (laughs) Aw, yay. Thank you. Well, you're so comfortable to talk to. but (laughs) And I knew you'd be comfortable to talk to. It's just getting there. Like, you know, you have an appointment to do something or a meeting. And it's like, oh my gosh. And I have to do it. But then once you do it, you realize, like, it wasn't that. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely get that. And that's also, like, you know, going for an, for an interview kind of thing. It's, like, being intimidated by, like, the person. Or, like, here we go, going back to fear. People are going to think about you. Even though, like, yeah. I do know in a in an interview session, you kind of do have to care about that. Just because if you want the job, <laughs> you got to care about what they think about you. Yeah. Um, so that's going to obviously stay like that because it just – for me, you want to show the best part of your person. Exactly. But for me, like, I mean, I've been lately, I've been going on a lot of Zoom calls with people and really, you know, getting myself out there and talking to different people. And I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't get nervous like I used to. I think for me, it's like the way I cope. It's just like, okay, it's gonna sound really, really, really weird. It's gonna sound so <laughs> okay, let's weird. Hear it. Here we go. So when things when bad things happen to me, I try not to just cry about it. I just think about it like, you know what? I didn't die. And that's all that matters. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that is a very optimistic way to look yeah, at it. Yeah. I'm alive. Like I'm alive. I am breathing. It's I still have I still have hope here. I can keep moving forward. And so that's yes. what I think. Every time something bad happens to me, that is what I think. Look, if I like, if I fail at doing something, or like I said, like, you know, the unexpected can happen. It's like you have to really count your blessings and realize that I'm still alive today and I have an opportunity to keep going and to keep changing and to keep evolving. And it's just, it's not over. And exactly. so that's kind of how I think about it. And I was like, you know what? Like, obviously, it's normal to cry about things. Like, I want, like, I'm really big about, you know, feeling your sadness and, Yes. It's just I'm not the kind of person where, like, you have to be happy all the time. You know what I mean? Like, no. if you're sad, be sad. You know, feel it. Like, your body has to feel these emotions. If they don't feel these emotions, they're going to manifest into anger. And then, like, that's yeah. that's not good. That is so unhealthy. And that's another thing, too, is that when you are, like, working in a professional setting, like, you have to be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to keep this face on for that environment yeah and then like for me like I talk to guests every single day like my life can be falling apart in the background but I still have to be up to you know what I mean like I have to pretend that like you know my life's not falling apart kind of thing you know what I mean but I feel like so bad for the people who like work in person because they have to keep they have to do a fake smile they have to and when I used to work I used to work inside the theme parks when I used to work inside the theme parks I was working at an attraction and I was working in one position where you don't really do much, but it's also a safety critical position. So you have to be super focused. So it's like a certain, like I, it, you say basically the particular position, like there's 13 positions of the ride, but that particular mm-hmm. position I was in, it's like you do click one button, but you have to stay focused and watch out for certain things. And it's like a huge safety critical position. And it's like sure. what, to, what to watch out for, what to do if this happens. So I was so focused and it's also kind of like soul crushing to just be literally just standing there and staring for like 40 minutes straight. So obviously I'm not going to be smiling every second because (laughs) it's like your muscles can't do that. So obviously I'm not like frowning, like crying or whatever, but I'm just 
I have a straight face. So one guy came up to me and he was like, why aren't you smiling? You should be smiling. Like I'm like, <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, are you? Right. And it's like that happens so often with Disney cast members is that they get that a lot because of the whole idea of like what people are coming for. And it's obviously, yeah, we have to put up a front, but it's just like the fact that someone, you're real people. Exactly. Well. Is that when people call people out on that and it's happened to like most people that I know is that get, the guests will call people out on that. And it's just like, obviously we try our best to smile and keep the magic going, but it's like, we're also human you know of course yeah. and there was like yeah it's just i don't know i just think the people probably think they're being funny too but they're not like you don't know what that person's going through and then yeah, absolutely and then for me like personally like, i wasn't sad at the time i think like i said it was just gotta be a straight face because i'm cuban but like i think i was also tired too because i was probably working a lot but it's just yeah. like you don't know if someone was at their breaking point and you don't know if their family member just died you don't know if they just got kicked out of their house you don't you know if don't. They're just like you really severely depressed exactly and then usually like we just take out all of our anger and like the in the break room and stuff and then if usually if, <laughs> a, if someone if a leader sees you doing that they say please just go on like they tell they basically like you don't have to work for a certain period of time they, like, they want you to cool down first and like take a walk or whatever which is good That's i good. really like that because there's been times where i would have like mental breakdowns at work i wouldn't do it in front of people obviously but like if once i remember one time my leader saw me crying in the bathroom and she's like you can go on a walk and i was like thank you <laughs> oh that's important that's good that they know the importance of your mental health and like you can only show up and do your job as good as you're feeling (laughs) okay so going back to the whole caring about what people think and having confidence and all of that I think my turning point after I like a few years into high school after caring so much day to day what people thought of what I was wearing, how I looked, how I acted. And then once I hit that depressed state from things I was going through at home, I really, I think that was what helped me stop caring because I was so focused on, even though it's negative, negative, I was so focused on the problems I was experiencing and trying to help myself come out of that, that I was so introverted and just I started noticing like it doesn't matter what other people think because they don't know what I'm going through they don't know exactly how I'm feeling so since they don't truly know my person why do I have to fake my person and I think it was just like an epiphany I had while being depressed of you don't have to care what others think and you don't have to live up to somebody else's expectations And the more I kind of kept going through school and all the things I was going through, I started finding more confidence in just being purely myself and letting my entire personality come out to those I was surrounding myself with. I just found that it felt so much better to like not fake anything and just be 100% myself. And I just found like, I found happiness and like, I don't know how to explain it. I just found like, oh my God, this is the right way to live your life is to not care or mind what others think or how they view you. As long as you're showing up being 100% yourself, you know who you are, then that brings so much confidence knowing that you're doing what you can to be the best version of yourself. So I kind of 
was able to grow out of that, of caring what others thought. Exactly. And then people don't, like, people are basically putting their energy towards the wrong thing. They're thinking that if they go out with, like, a full face of makeup and looking good and worrying so much about how they look and being a people pleaser, they feel like, okay, that's successful and that is, I made it. But in reality, the real success is being free and not caring what other people think because people don't understand that you're being, you're literally are being trapped. You are trapped. And despite if they think they're not, they truly are. And then that's another reason what that can turn into the, into, you know, manifesting into depression. And then also just anxiety of being a perfectionist. And people don't realize that their behavior that they're doing, that they think that are actually benefiting them are actually killing them. Exactly. That is because you're just suppressing your true person and it's not going to, it's just only going to manifest into negative. Yeah. I feel like I started healing that when I left high school because in high school, you're literally like in a fishbowl and those are like the people that you're associating yourself with. And they're basically the same people for like four years or whatever. And you just always want to please them because there's not really much of an outlet of other people. I mean, of course, I'm sure like people from other schools or whatever, but either way, like people forget or don't realize that there's more to the world than their hometown, than their home state. And I think that people, people feel like they are pressured into being someone they're not is because people don't want to feel alone and people want people to like them. And that's just human nature. And, but now since I left high school, you know, went to college and just met other people in the state and just, you know, overall, I realized that there's, there's, you have more access to a bigger network. So probability wise of people liking you is higher than it was in high school. And that's just statistics and, su- and such. And then now since I moved to a different state and meeting other people and also the power of social media, there's opening up a door for an ocean of fish. And then you realize like, okay, wow, there is so many yeah. different people out here with different perspectives and point of views. And that like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to act like someone I'm not. So this particular audience or audience or whatever mm-hmm. group of people like me. Like, I'm not going to, yeah. because what I'm going to do, I'm going to be myself and let the people who like me come to me. And then I've just never been happier. And then I'm just living by that. It's because, like, I have enough people in my life that are accepting of me. And the people who don't accept me, that's fine. Bye. Like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. so many people in my life. Like, they're not going to benefit you. Exactly. It's like, why do I, like, there's so many people pleasers out in this world. And they feel like if someone doesn't like them, they have anxiety and depression. But now if you get to the point of your life where you just don't care anymore. And mm-hmm. that is where it's like, okay, now you made it when you don't care. And that's freedom yes. right there. And it's just, it's just crazy. And it's, it's really sad it's just seeing people still thinking in that mindset. So I'm kind of hoping that people listening to this, if they feel this way, is to get yourself out of that old mindset that was taught to you and get yourself in that new mindset of what we are trying to create as a generation. And that's mm-hmm. why I think we are going to a brighter future is because people are thinking a certain way. It's a mix of being a human and being in your environment and being conditioned to think a certain way. Absolutely. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. okay. All right. So we're going to wrap it up here. Thank you so much, Violet, for being on my podcast. I had a really good time. Thank you for you. having me.
I love talking to you. Like, I feel like there's so much more we can talk yeah, about. We'll have to we have another episode. No, seriously, 100%. I also think we should just get on random Zoom calls and just, like, talk because you and I can, like, yes. we actually, like, had to, like, stop our Zoom meeting because we just kept talking, 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 talking. And I'm like, yeah, let's just take <laughs> it over to the podcast because we could just keep going on. Um, So, yeah, so I really do appreciate you being on the podcast. So I do – my podcast is every Saturday at noon, Easter Standard Time. So thanks for everyone who's listening. And definitely check out my weekly podcast. Um, But, yeah, and I hope you guys all have a great day. Thanks so much for listening. Yes, thank you, everybody. <laughs>